0: Welcome to 2018 Sir Walter Myler 5 Race Week. We are here, the Summer of Miles podcast, coming at you. My name is Pat Price. I'm here with Sandy Roberts. Yes, we have an interview for you at the end of the episode today with Mr. Charlie Marcourt. If you have not heard of him, he was at Runner's World earlier this year from the Adrian Martinez Mile, missed that sub four by a fraction of a second, took a dive from the line, almost made it. But we are excited to have him coming to Raleigh to make a another attempt at that sub-four barrier. So we will get to that later in the episode. We were we just want to give you an update real quick. We are... It's Tuesday right now. This will post. We will have an episode for you every day this week. Oh, Pat, every day? Every single day. Crazy. Maybe, maybe more than that. We're going to have some interviews coming at you from the field, some people involved with the race. It's going to be a lot of fun. So these, these episodes might be a little bit shorter if we only have one episode, but more for you to listen to. Um, but if you did not look... Sandy, we, we put something up on the website for some local folks. What's up there? What do we put up, Pat? <laughs> the Run Club Miler. Run
1: Club Miler, presented, presented by the Summer Miles Podcast, and of
0: course the Sir Walter.
1: That means that run we Club
0: Relay. <laughs> what this is is actually supporting that that run is put on by this podcast. Exactly, and there is there are a lot of people in this race. There's going to be about forty people on the line. Every team is going to have a male and female competitor, yes. team with the first two to finish is going to get that Sir Walter belt buckle. Which obviously,
1: getting to wear that Sir Walter belt buckle around Raleigh, automatic, and there's just all sorts of notoriety that will come along with that. Am I correct on that? It is really
0: cool. We track these things down, uh, certainly a, a fun little win, so it does not really matter how fast your first person is, that second person, get them in and you will get those belt buckles. So how, that, teams.
1: so how does that work, Pat? So you're going to put the two tops together and the lowest team between the two
0: wins? Nope. No math to it. Just once your second finisher finishes, then if they finish before any other team's second. Oh, gotcha. That's it. Very, very easy, for not only for us, but for the spectators. Yeah. We don't want people doing math in their head that No, matter. I'm certainly not trying to do it. <laughs> there's only a
1: couple math things that matter, and it's <laughs> under four minutes, under 4.30. And getting your second person in on the Run Club Miler, which again, was it one more time, Pat? Sponsored by Summer of Miles Podcast. Absolutely, which is what you're <laughs> at Summer of Miles. Get in there, y'all. Which is what you're listening to. Hey, by the way, folks, if you hadn't had if you hadn't had a chance, this past Saturday, Pat was on Sport Channel 8's podcast, did a great job. I thought, you know, again, obviously gave us some details on the race, but if you're listening, you probably know when the race is. I thought the top five running moments in North Carolina history. That was really cool. Um, Pat, what was number one again for folks who hadn't listened to that?
0: Number one, of course, was Shalane Flanagan, of course. Tar Heel, winning the 2017 New York City marathon, marathon. First American in 40 years. Of course, her mom, Cheryl Torgy, official photographer of Walter Walter Myler, That's right. used to have the marathon world record for women, I think back in 79. so we are big fans of the flanagan trilogy
1: absolutely yeah i totally agree that was an incredible moment so us at sir walter always celebrate when local folks make it on the big time speaking of which another person who i think his voice is really is is just taking it to the big time Uh, i'm not going to say what twitter handle but i want it to be known in the sir walter sphere that pat price's voice has been described as this He has a voice that is sweet tea transformed magically into audible pleasure. (laughs) Thanks, dumb flow track. (laughs) The the, the Twitter handle is irrelevant. The fact is someone put exactly into a sentence what the beautiful voice of Pat Price sounds like. So folks, just dial it up, dial it in, knowing that you're hearing, listening to audible pleasure. That's incredible. (laughs) All right, moving on. Moving on. Each day, listen, as you guys know we always want there to be the best weather. Sir Walter has had, in years past, a little light rain and usually a cool Friday night for it being August in North Carolina. So we're gonna do a daily check of the weather. Listen, if any local weather forecasters, meteorologists, or news channels wanna to, want to sponsor this moment, we'd love to have you. But today, Summer Miles is gonna do a really cool thing and sponsor it. And uh, so Pat, <laughs> right now, here on Tuesday, What are we looking at for an 8 to 9.30 weather forecast for this Friday night?
0: Well, first off, we're going to have a sunset at 8.17 p.m. That's important to know. Right in the middle of the Run Club Miler.
1: It's going to be coming, like literally the sun is going to be shining and coming down beautifully as the sky turns a purple haze, celebrating all that is miling. Temperature,
0: 72 degrees. That's kind of cold. I mean, great for a mile. Great for a mile. Bring your slicker, maybe. Maybe go out to a great outdoor, pick something up. There we go. We do have a chance of precipitation that night. What's, per- what's the percentage? It says 67. I'm going to say that's on the high side it's That's right on now. the high side. Again, we, we know how this works. Absolutely. So, like, worst
1: case, you, br- you bring
0: your, your bean boots, right, in case it's a little muddy coming down the hill. That's right. That's right. It is a turf infield, so you're not going to get muddy except for potentially on that hill,
1: so just be aware. Okay, again, folks, just remember, none of us have... A meteorologist title, beside, credentials beside our name. We are solely forecasting, which means we have no idea, but we have a good. We have a good. I'm gonna say right now, Pat, that despite what we just read, it's gonna be the
0: perfect, perfect night for some fast miles. The last time we had weather very similar to this was 2015, and we had some very fast times that year. Or excuse me, 2016 which both of our meet records were set that year. It's good to know. Great to know. Again, weather
1: matters. I'll tell you what matters more is when we have a lot of fans out there who know about what's going on and create an environment that's unlike anything else uh, in the United States. So we're going to bank on the fact that Raleigh and the surrounding area and even folks traveling in are going to come ready to take these runners with their their energy and their vibes around the track four times, the fastest we've seen in Raleigh.
0: No doubt. And, and what Sandy was just talking about as well. If you do want to know kind of what to expect Friday night, if you haven't been before, or even if you have, go over to the Sir Walter Myler website, SirWalterMyler.com. There is a big purple banner up top that says day of information. This will tell you everything you need to know from when the pre-party starts to whether you can bring in your dog. The answer is no. No. Nope. Whether you can bring in alcohol. The answer is no. Answer no. And where, whether or not you can leave your car at Meredith past 11 p.m. The answer, the answer is. is also no. Okay. Take Uber, take Lyft, park over at Raleigh Brewing. But don't leave your car at Meredith. And Sandy yeah. and I will of course drop that. All you need to know about Sir Walter Miler day of podcast probably sometime thursday as well if not first thing friday morning so we want to make sure you're covered it's not rocket science here if you haven't been grab a friend that has it is going to be an awesome time always oh rated gosh. number one place for fitness singles singles that's that's a fact get your back waxed <laughs> get your hair cut over
1: there that's right and maybe go for a light jog that friday morning so you've tempered a little bit of
0: energy but then get ready take a nap because you're going to be staying up late The energy is going to keep you up. I tell you, that's right. Before we get into the one thing we're going to talk about today, we just want to say get over to that pre-party. Wicked Weed has made that run for El Dorado. We got the Sir Sandman Colch from Raleigh Brewing. We got the Beach Beer from our boy Cam at Hot Flies. It's going to be banging. Uh, Arepa Culture is going to be there. Bo's Kitchen. And Webby Shaved Ice for all the tots and adults that like shaved ice. Absolutely. And as Pat and I have talked about and Robin Paytas said
1: a few episodes ago, funds from those three beers will be going towards the local based KL Cancer Fund, which we're excited to partner with this year. So folks, come on out. Yes, Raleigh Brewing has a lot of great beers, but let's let's go ahead and just tap the kegs of those
0: first three first. That's right. Yeah, all the money from that and, and we mean all the money all goes to KL as well as, you know, the suggested donation for the Run Club Relay, and then the Sir Walter Extra Mile at 4 p.m. Saturday. Tasty beverage if you want to hang out with Sandy and I. Anybody else who's still in town, whether it's an athlete or just somebody who's kicking it in Raleigh all weekend, we will have a beer with you and certainly talk track or summer miles. Summer miles, absolutely. Again, this is the Summer Miles podcast. Listen, if
1: you had a chance to tune in to Pat on Saturday, you know they did a cool thing—the top five running moments in North Carolina—and they got us thinking. What are the top five Sir Walter Miler moments? Again, this is our year five. We're staying in that theme. So Pat and I have spent a little time putting our heads together, thinking about what are the top five moments, in our opinion, our, our opinion, opinion, we've self curated. that's right, um, of the Sir Walter Miler as we look past, uh, look, look, look over this past half of a decade, hard, hard to believe. And so we have a top five list. Now, again, if you don't like it, feel free to shoot in we'd love to interact and say maybe what your moments have
0: been yeah we'll read some of these on the next podcast yes. of course tomorrow we will be announcing the winners of the tour to walter and we will have some of your your notes as well so let's get into it sandy what is our number five top moment from sir walter myler history yep we're going to start at five and mark down to one
1: number five five was last year 2017 professional runner Heather Wilson came, she was coming off injury, but she put on a pair of denim pants, denim jeans, and ran a world record in the denim mile, sponsored by Raleigh Denim. And Pat, remind me what her time was? 4.58. 4.58, which still stands to this day as the women's world record only female to ever break five that was incredible and it was cool because raleigh denim which is a phenomenal gene locally based of course was out there supporting the event but most importantly heather came and showed up and showed out because it's only sub, only only under five minutes from a woman in the world done here
0: sir walter that was incredible and heather will mention her in a little bit in one of these other moments but she will be back this year Running in the elite race, so she's healthy, ready to rock. So we're excited to have Heather back. So that's number five. Sandy, give us number four. Number four was actually our first
1: year of the Sir Walter myler Again, we we put it on hoping people would show up and that runners would run fast. But we had no idea. Sir Walter Kickstarter. But it was the first time. <laughs> it was the first time that we had three men under the four-minute barrier,
0: led by Ford Palmer. Ford Palmer won. Donnie Cowart was second. That's right. And Isaac Press and former Tar Heel,
1: number three. It was three. So top three were all under four minutes. This hadn't been done since 1964. 74. 74, excuse me. So it had been, what, 40, 40 years? 40 years, yeah. And we hadn't had and it. it was our first Sir Walter we had guys under. So that kind of kicked off what we were trying to do. We actually we saw our hopes become reality with the sub, first sub-fours, plural, that night. And that was, that was an epic night, wasn't it, because
0: Fort Pumper got a contract out of that night. He did. He signed with Hoka very shortly after, maybe the next week. And, of course, uh, Donnie Cowart, who was second, it was his first time under four. And he had emailed me the day before saying he was sick and wasn't going to come. And I said, look, Donnie, you know, you're in Winston-Salem. Show up if you want to run. Great. We're we're not going to pull your entry. But, you know, if you're feeling better, you're welcome to run. Showed up, had the race of his life. That's incredible. Absolutely. So that was number four. Hey, Pat, take us number three. Number three was 2015, which was the year we had the top three women's times in the world. Hold on. In the the nation? Not the nation, Sandy. The world. In the world. Thanks to Mr. Gene Cherry from Reuters for letting us know (laughs) after the race. Uh, That was the year that uh, Stephanie Garcia won. Amanda Eccleston, I believe, was second in... Heather Wilson, like we mentioned earlier, they all ran under that 430 barrier. It was the first time that had ever been done in North Carolina. And those were the three top times in the world that year. Super exciting. I know Steph got the fun wake-up call from USADA the next morning at her hotel. So we knew we were on the map when USADA was coming to test people randomly after the Sir Walter Myler, which (laughs) we fully encourage. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. We're
1: about that. We want to keep performance dancing drug out of the running community, especially here at Raleigh. So thank you for doing that. That was an incredible women's performance that we had the unique distinction of having the top times in the world um, back in 2015. All right, so it's number three. Moving to number two, Pat, tell me what happened in uh, in 2016
0: at our race. 2016 was a lot of fun. Of course, we had the men's and women's record holders, or the records were set that year by Lauren Johnson and Kyle Merber. Those records still stand. but something that happened a little further back in the pack was something that was extremely memorable, uh, was Mr. Mikey Brannigan setting a, the a T20 record um, for again, para athletes. He ran 357 and he went on to win the gold medal at the Paralympics um, that, that year in Rio. So nobody has done that since. Nobody had done it before. Just really cool to see Mikey Branning bust through that uh, sub four barrier, and, and the guy, the rest of the guys in the field couldn't have been more happy for him. Just uh, a lot of love going around that night, and, and certainly something that none of us saw coming.
1: Oh, it was incredible! You know, his coach Sonia Rick, uh, Robinson rather right? yep. she she was there, and you know, again, just with what he wrestles through, you know, sometimes you don't know if he's going to be on pace. There's just a lot of variables, but Mikey came out. I actually got a call from Irish legend Eamon Coghlan yep. the night before the race. If I remember, or a yep. few days before, came to our race and broke the sub four for the first time, and of course it was a world record. It was an epic night. Again, if I remember correctly, he got what eighth or ninth that night. Yep. And yet, like celebrating him and what he did, and the excitement on his face memorable. I, that, that, that was a battle for one for me, I'm not going to lie, but that was a special moment for us for sure. Definitely. It
0: was fun. His parents were there. You know, We started talking with Sonja at uh, the Olympic trials that year when she mentioned he, he might want to come and we had no idea kind of what shape he was in, but he, he showed up and really just blasted the race and got under that barrier. And, and certainly um, getting that gold later in the summer was a lot of fun because all the fans in Raleigh certainly followed him on that journey. Absolutely. So oh, that was a
1: special night. It's fun reliving that. Okay. Number one, this is again, Pat and Sandy's choice. So <laughs> some of you may disagree, but I'm going to go ahead and, and kick it off and say that when Chris Chavez, who works for Sports Illustrated, did an article back in 2015 or 2016, rather, 2016. or oh, no, 2015. 2015. That's yes. right. T- entitled Sir Walter Myler provides best glimpse of future growth for American track. And that, that was featured the night of the race after the races was done on the SportsIllustrated.com. That was a turning point, a seminal moment for us, where I think our credibility and legitimacy as a true um, mile-based new model, new paradigm um, for for American and potentially global track inviting non-inviting the non-running community in to be a part. I think that we, we created something really unique, and it was codified in that article that night. So that kind
0: of put us in a different stratosphere. Would you agree, Pat? Totally. I think it can't be overlooked at all. Uh, this is one of those things that we had just finished our 15 event, which was our second year. Uh, we had put together you know really solid fields. This is the first year Jeff Karen helped us out on the women's field. And as we mentioned earlier, we had those three women under 430, which were world leading times at that point. But we had all of Raleigh show up and when that article dropped, you know, we just started getting emails, started getting texts, certainly from non-running friends and, and running friends alike. And that is certainly what has propelled us to this day. They're, a week doesn't go by when, when people don't say, hey, Sir Walter Miler, that was in Sports Illustrated. So thanks, Chris. We're excited to have Chris and the Sidious crew back this year. Chris, of course, still works for Sports Illustrated, but also writes for Sidious Mag. He, Kevin Liao, Amar Musa will be down in Raleigh again. So if you see them, Chris will be running the Run Club Mile, and they will have a relay team as well. So say thanks, Chris. He's a lot of the reason for putting this article out that we can get to continue to do this every year and get sponsors and everything. So certainly propelled us from from year two to where we are today at year five absolutely well the guys that's our top five moments from sir walter myler
1: again you may you may think they nailed it you may think man they missed it number four could have been different or three or two <laughs> maybe number one so go ahead and, and interact with us at sir walter at sir walter myler on twitter you can write us or at summer of miles and let us know what you're thinking uh, your maybe your top moment was we'll, we'll go with that and we're going to read a few of these tomorrow um uh, on the podcast so there's your top five moments beautiful it gets me even more excited <laughs> for friday
0: night all right guys that's it for right now we are going to get into this interview with charlie marquardt and then we, we will be back tomorrow for more so if you hadn't rsvp'd yet go ahead and rsvp to sir walter the R- rise and run with the pros the extra Miler, do all that stuff get on the sirwaltermiler.com website read all those bios we will be dropping the last press release today as well that we will hopefully get a few more big PR interviews going. So if you think we should talk to somebody, let us know. But without further ado, here's uh, Charlie Charlie Markwork. Welcoming to the Summer Miles Podcast today is Mr. Charlie Marquardt. He is coming from Haverford College and the Bryn Mawr Running Company. He has run just over four minutes in the mile ceremoniously earlier this year at the Adrian Martinez Classic. Took a dive for the line, but we're excited to have him in Raleigh this coming Friday to take another shot at that sub four. Charlie, welcome to the Summer of Miles.
2: Uh, Thanks for having me on
0: sure sure and we were just kind of discussing before we started recording you have a little bit different career than a lot of the guys running this the race this weekend um but you are a d3 guy and being a d3 guy means everybody else who runs d3 when when you're running in these big races with uh maybe some pros and some you know previous d1 guys what kind of what kind of attitude does that give you when you're going into these things
2: um to be honest i think that uh for the first few years of my, my uh, college career in D3, uh, I you know it was one thing to kind of get freaked out if I was ever near like a uh, even a big college guy like a big D1 college team, but uh, I think now um, it's you know I'm always excited to uh, you know prove who I am just you know independently because I know that uh, especially towards my my junior my senior year I did get a lot more experience running in big races and running against you know pros sometimes stuff like that. And so I know I can compete with everybody, and I'm I'm always really glad to you know be representing uh, Division three, to know that you know all these good guys like Willier, Nick Simmons, and uh, you know people like that have come through and are doing great things. Um, and so you know just I'm, I'm doing my best to show that you know just because I don't have a scholarship doesn't mean that I'm not you know just as good as you know everyone else.
0: For sure. Well, in your time certainly speak for themselves and your PR in the 1500 you ran 3:39.53 at Swarthmore a few years ago people always seem to run super fast times at that race why why do people run so fast there you know is is there some is the track short is there Um, something in the water what's going on
2: (laughs) track track is not short um (laughs) no um yeah I've always you know I've run I've always run great times at Swarthmore um I think the only time I actually didn't run a great time at uh, the last chance to see it was when my freshman year when it was actually held at a different school because they were, I think, getting a track resurfaced, but I, first, because Haverford is, um, we're in a consortium with Swarthmore, and so we're, like, only 20 minutes away, so it's actually, you know, a really local meet, and, like, so local that actually the past two years, um, when I have run it, it's on a Monday, I actually take the train from work straight to Swarthmore, um, get off the train, in my work clothes, go change in the bathroom, and then I'm I'm there at the meet, and so... Part of me thinks that it's just like, it's a, it's a local meet and it's really an exciting thing of being, of having all that great competition there. Um, all these guys who are just, you know, one thing in their mind, run fast. No, you know, tactics, no nothing, just run fast. You know, got yourself some rabbits. But also the fact that we can have, I can have that meet in my own backyard. You know, just like take, you know, 20, 20 minute drive home, 20 minute train ride right back to the city or something like that it also just helps make it a lot easier just, I love to take advantage of the opportunity. It's my favorite meet that I go to just because of a, you know, I have everyone from my school there, you know, both racing and cheering and stuff like that. And it's just an all around a great meet that I love to go to.
0: So you knew way more about this race than everybody else that kind of pops in there maybe once a year, once every other year and runs fast, and then has no idea what happened. You actually have run on this track <laughs> more than just for, for these meets exactly. That's certainly helpful. Well, tell us, I know we saw your name earlier this year when we see a picture in Runner's World of this guy diving for the line, narrowly missing a sub four mile. And one of the the things that we certainly want to be known for is getting guys under four for the first time, because that's the whole reason we started this race. Tell us a little bit about how that race went down. You're obviously very close. I think you you were in the second heat, but what was kind of going through your mind as you knew you were kind of inching up on that that four minutes
2: yeah i I was initially a little bit bummed that i didn't make that first tease but then i just when i saw the rest of the field i was like you know i'm i'm just as good if not better than any of the guys in this field so i should be in contention for the win and if anything that's going to be better for me just having maybe less traffic around me um and just you know, sometimes all like the thing that really motivates you the most to win is, is going for the win. Like if I'm against eight other guys who are better than me, it, it can be kind of hard to dig that a little bit deeper. But uh, so I was just hoping to use that, you know, being in contention for the actual win to my advantage. Uh, but I got out real well. Um, the chaser for that race, Ben Bosworth. He's also a D3 guy. Uh, he's a friend of mine, and so I, you know, I trusted him to just take the pace out. good. I was sitting relaxed, right where I wanted. I think I hit like, you know. 59, like point 59 point. And so I was feeling just like really good with where I was, uh, in the race. And then I guess it was 500 or 450 to go. I decided, you know, time to just make your move because I know that even in all my other races, I'm good for a 50 something last lap. Um, just get to the, you know, get to the line at three minutes and see what I got. And it was, it was pretty tough. Like I think I made I think that was my one like thing that if I could go back I'd change it is not diving for the line but maybe not pushing as hard as I did from like 350 or 300 out maybe it's trying to coast to 200 to go and then you know explode explode right there but uh that last 100 meters was rough because I was just kind of in this whole mentality of um am I gonna do it it's gonna be close I I don't know you know is it gonna happen like big as it's not, am I even going to make it to the line? <laughs> what uh, made you want to so dive? I, Do you have
0: like a baseball background or something? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even
2: want to dive. I just, I, my legs were completely, you know, someone cut open my legs, took all the muscle out and filled it with jello. Um, <laughs> those last like couple steps and it was just, it was, I'm lucky that I fell where I did and You know, my chest crossed in the line right where I should have, but yeah, if I had it one step earlier, that would have been bad. <laughs>
0: sure sure well yes yeah, it's an exciting story for that and i know you there, there's a whole lot more to you i know in your bio you mentioned you have been a runner up multiple times and i guess 1500 mile in d3 and, and you qualified for the 2017 usatf outdoors what was that like uh it, i assume that was one of your your bigger races that uh, that you've run in the past few years
2: yeah i i really liked uh usatf outdoors that was a really fun race um, I was, you know, it was just, uh, I'm from uh, Los Angeles originally, so it was nice to be back home in California. Um, and I just had no, nothing else out there, but just, you know, show who I am, show that I can run fast, give, making the final my best shot. I knew that I was just, you know, probably not going to do it, but you're not going to know unless you just get out there and totally give it you got. And sure. I, so I was just right, you know, I was right in the middle of the pack, probably middle towards the back um we came through 1200 and about uh like 306 or something no it, it wasn't that fast and then that last lap i was just all right like time to just get after it and i think i closed like a 54 mid which nice. for me was the fast fastest i've ever closed anything that wasn't just you know an open 400
0: sure yeah true championship and so racing
2: and yeah, so that's exactly like it was a I, you know, was ended up decently far off of qualifying, like, ultimately, you know, guys like Ben Blankenship and, and Merber and uh, Engels, they dusted me in that last lap, right, but I was still happy with, you know, I ran probably about as good as I could have run for how it went the first three laps, um, and it was a fun race, and I, you know, really hope that I can just get better at racing all these good guys and work on my last lap and, you know, get in the mix there in the future, because that was a fun race to go to. And I like, I like that race a lot. I'd like to have a lot more races like that.
0: Sure. Well, we've got one for you this Friday. So uh, you will have some exactly. of that similar competition that uh, hopefully we can get you that un- under that barrier of, of four minutes. But speaking of four, Charlie, we see your PR for amount of corgis you have seen on a run is four. What is, what's with the corgis? Yeah. You know, I grew up with – uh, corgis and my my folks uh, bred them, and they have them now to this day. Oh, really? And, and so I'm a, I'm a Corgi aficionado as well. But uh, really? why do you like Corgis? I don't
2: know they're just so cute, you know. <laughs> That's it's it's you can't describe it any more than just like I think they're so cute and they're so positive. They're always smiling. Their little bodies.
0: Do, watch out there! They, really they, they might get you. they they can be fierce too. They like to protect their own. I, know. So if I you have one, I
2: thought I talk, I, I don't have one, but I've I you know some friends who like have them growing up or something I'm like oh yeah that corgi was uh, mean or like, oh my neighbor's <laughs> corgi was real mean. Yeah.
0: Well, we like corgis, but but tell us a little bit more about what's going on this summer. I know you're coming to run our race. It looks like you got a few more races on, on the schedule. Kind of what? I assume you're you're done with college now. So what's in your immediate future?
2: Yeah. So I mean I'm so I graduated 2016 and I've been working a job uh, here in Center City Philly. For the uh, past two years, and at the same time, I'm you know I'm still coached by my college coach Tom Donnelly, who's coaching Haverford um, and you know I, I go to you know work out the team sometimes, work out on my own a lot just because of how my work schedule is. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that uh, maybe next summer I'll have enough money saved up and I'll you know I will you know had enough good races, I you know, enough people know about me that. I'll just take you know take the summer just to do as many races as I can. Just run some fun races, uh, fast races. Run USAs again. Maybe go to Europe if that's in the cards. I'm not really sure. Um, but that's you know that's where I'm at. Is I'm just trying to have phones running because I'm very fortunate that I've been able to you know stay healthy and stay motivated to continue training at the level that I train. Um, I love you know just I love running and I love competing and like that's. You know, the times over the past few years when it's been hard, when it's like, oh man, like it's it's February, it's zero degrees out, and it's you know snowing, and I really don't want to run. But uh, what motivates me is just like, you know, you train here, then a month later you get in the you get in the track and you race, and it's you know you finish that first race and you're tired and maybe not so happy with your time, but you're just like, wow, that was fun. I'm glad that I'm racing again. I'm glad that I can still compete against all these you know, people both people that I know, people I don't know all that. Um, so I'm just trying to have fun out here and uh, run some fast times.
0: For sure for sure. Well last question for you Charlie as we let you get back to your job get on with your day um, you're coming to North Carolina it sounds like your, your roommate or your training partner will be coming to Durham what question do you have for us about coming to Raleigh North Carolina this weekend?
2: Raleigh do I have any questions about Raleigh? Um, I don't know. It sounds like everyone's real friendly. I guess the question is, is uh, is everyone going to be as friendly as I've, I've been led to believe? I think the answer is yes. Um,
0: <laughs> We we certainly hope so. We we yeah. will certainly show you the best time we can. We hope you have a good race as well, which is what will certainly make it memorable to you. But no matter what, we'll have uh, families lined up for you. We'll have a good post race party, yeah. and uh, we will Definitely. do our best to show you that Southern hospitality.
2: Exactly. Uh, I hope you know. Hope it's a great race, and I hope it, everything goes well. And to, you know, maybe I'll come back next year, the year after that, or something. As long as I keep on running, I hope that it's. Uh, a good enough race it'll be number one on my list
0: you know no doubt well that, that's all we can hope for but once again charlie marquardt coming in from haverford college pr just over four minutes we'll be looking to get under that four minute mile for the first time friday night here in raleigh at meredith college so if you see him tell him you're into rip riptide rush and he will have something for you <laughs>
2: I'm I'm honestly really upset that that no one else has been saying Riptide Rush.
0: <laughs> a lot of cool blue. It's very surprising. I think enough. I think
2: Ben Malone said Riptide Rush.
0: There has been at least one other that has said that. So you, you know, you're not on alone on an island. Yeah.
2: Blue Trefies is okay, but but Riptide Rush, I've I have very strong feelings about that.
0: <laughs> we noticed. We noticed. We'll we'll make sure to get a few for you this weekend. So there you go, guys. If you see Charlie Brenmar Running Co. He will be rapping. Cheer him on.
2: Right, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks, Charlie.
1: What? Bottom line there, we are thrilled that Charlie's going to be joining us. And, again, I wish I could tell our corgi owners to bring them to the track, although I can't because we can't have dogs, <laughs> but if you can, maybe you want to bring them out to uh, Umstead on, sa- on Saturday morning for the run with the pros after the fact, I know, I'm sure he'd be happy to take a picture with your Corgi. There's no doubt
0: about that. Yeah. Corgi fans, bring them there. You might even be able to bring them over to Raleigh Brewing if you keep them outside. So
1: we are Corgi friendly, but Meredith is not. Yeah, exactly. So we want to respect respect our home, our hosts. Um, so that being said, Pat, what uh, I think that's that's the thing again, later this week we're gonna be having, well, later this week tomorrow, sure'll to be having some more epic interviews, getting you tied in. And I think, let me just say real quick, I think that it's important, something that I know Pat feels very strongly about in all of us here, Sir Walter. We want you to know the runners who are coming. That's why we go over the board to get you to get all the detail, the top five questions answered. We try to bring folks on the podcast. We want to inform you about who's coming. Everyone's got a story maybe it's from where they ran what they're trying to achieve what they've overcome all these things make a difference when these people line up on the track they're just they're, there's so many there's so much behind so many miles that have been logged and stories that have been written that come to Raleigh and we really want you to understand to the best degree possible who these folks are what they're shooting for and uh, and just you know why they're here so again just keep, keep dialing in with us because we're gonna keep bringing you more info. On these runners so you can be more for on Friday night.
0: Definitely yeah a lot of fun we, we love having the sub four sub 430 athletes in our field that are really taking that crack and not only that barrier but really a, being a professional in the sport and that is kind of one of the first spots that will get you on the map so if you enjoyed that interview with Charlie cheer for him on Friday say hi to him at the run for the pros these people are all you know they're very cool uh People just chasing those dreams, like all of us. So, with that in mind, Sandy, let's go ahead and sign off for the Summer of Miles Podcast today. We'll see y'all tomorrow. My name is Pat Price, and I'm Sandy Roberts. Keep on running. I'll
1: never fall in love again.